Cybersecurity Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Hackwork. And it's a pleasure to do this episode again with my fantastic co-host from Washington, D.C., Tyler Cohenwood. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Mirko. It's great to be here again. Yeah, and we have a special guest from Israel. It's Yael. Hi, Yael. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, and today we want to talk about a topic which is as well very special. We want to talk about influencers. Cybersecurity influences. It's a thing. So, well, and you are the expert, Yael. So first of all, as Tyler and me, has, we had been identified as influential people in cybersecurity space. But what does it mean? Can I ask, I'll ask, I'm going to ask you a question. Did you set out to be uh, an influencer or did it just happen? For for me, um, it just kind of was one of those things that happened. Yeah. So I, I find um, cybersecurity influencers, there's some who are intentional and some who like really, I call it the accidental influencer. They just talk, people follow because they're interesting. And it's it's like, it's not like you with the word influencer. So when I say to someone, you're an inf- wow, you're a cybersecurity influencer, they usually say, ew. What? Like they don't even like the word. <laughs> They're just like strange, you know. Um, so like, you know, in a in an industry where it's, you know, it's not B2C, it's not uh, someone trying to sell a personal product, it's, it's professional when people are selling their thoughts and their ideas um and their expertise. And I find that's usually it's just, you know, people who tend to do well on social media. They may not even do real, real, you know, well in real social life, but they do well on social media and they're able to like show that um, that expertise and that in the interest and they share things that are, you know, to their industry that are interesting. And then that's it. People start following and they become a, a thought leader, um, you know, and you can you can start it accidentally. You can start it intentionally. But in the end, if you're having people, you're getting people talking, that makes you an influencer, you know? That's it. That's interesting. That's really interesting. If I remember the first time I was named as an influencer, I even I had no doubt that I'm an influencer. That's true. Did it feel weird? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, it feels me, uncomfortable, it, kind of. It, yeah, okay. <laughs> Because for several reasons, first of all, um, of course, there are people who are doing that as a f- with full intention, like to, mm-hmm. because, because I mean you have a reputation, and as well there are business models in behind. Right. Um, but to me, it was always about sharing ideas and dealing with communities. This was what I'm doing my whole life, sharing my ideas with communities. I was never thinking that I'm an influencer in terms like of. Um, selling lipsticks or yeah, exactly. makeups or. <laughs> exactly. And that's, you know, saying, oh, no one's telling you at three o'clock, say, I love Maybelline. It's so <clears throat> yeah. You know, <laughs> and, um, you know, I think like maybe in the olden days, um, you know, community was more of a closed thing, but now communities moved on to social media. Right. So it gives mm-hmm. you greater exposure. 
And then there is something about building that up, even building up that community around yourself. It's a good professional move, you know? Um, So it makes sense. Even if you're intentionally doing it, usually you're not doing it to be, um, to get, you know, to influencer in that way. You're just doing it to become influential in your industry. And it's going to be good for you professionally. People know your name. They're going to want to hire you. They're going to want to do that. And so that's what we find on in, um, when we are looking at, you know, my job is basically with cybersecurity influencers and connecting them in marketing. But, you know, we find these people online just doing just that. And then they've built up an opportunity to, you know, to influence, you know, in a marketing way. But it, it doesn't work the same way. It's not going to work like um, there's particular particularities in cybersecurity, right? Um, but I think in a lot of, you know, professional industries, it would probably be the same, you know, your integrity, you're not going to be bots, you're not going to be, right. doesn't work like that. Um, nobody wants to be a shill. Um, and I've had that thrown in my face. I'm like, no, you're not, I promise. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how, how people view themselves and their influence and the professional brand. You know, that's something, you know, people say, you know, is this going to be on brand for me? And I, I just love all this talk because I actually hate marketing talk. He is amazing. <laughs> say, on, on, you've got to build your personal brand. And I'm like, well, <laughs> weird. It's, but you do. That's that's the way the world works now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, to me, to, for, for me, you know, it, it's just for me, it's about helping people and taking the way that I think and, you know, a, my career and the knowledge that I've gained to try to help people protect themselves and protect mm-hmm. their families and, you know, making sure that some of the really bad stuff that I've, I've actually seen um, when I was doing forensics, you know, a lot of exploitation against children, you know, mm-hmm. I do this because I want to help people help themselves and help keep themselves safe. Yeah, yeah. But that's, mm, that's and it's weird to me to be called an influencer. It feels strange. <laughs> but you need influence to to spread your message. Yes. So it's just that thing. It just happens. And it, and it happened because you were doing it for the right reasons. Even, you know, I find if you try to if you try to just become an influencer and but that's your goal. Tyler, for you, that means that you are authentic. Mm. Because, I mean, <clears throat> you're not doing that because you want to become a brand yeah you're doing that because it's your motivation so it's authentic that's exactly it i don't think anyone who has no authenticity can really become an influencer especially in cybersecurity. i think you know the the bullshit meter you know is just ready to go off any second and if you're authentic you know that resonates and if you're not people even on social they'll smell it a mile away Right. So, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I can tell, you know, if, if I see something that is is seems to be BS, um, you know, and, and I'm sure, Mirko, you've come across that, too. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, this show is presented by Reval Ransomware, your most and best ransomware in the world. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> No, it's it's interesting. So when when we you know build our network of influencers in cybersecurity, we go and find them. We you know we just go on discussions and see who's being influential and who's getting engagement. Um, but 
we do have technically, you can come to our website and sign up. And I only mentioned that to say is almost all the time when someone just finds us and signs up, that's not the authentic person. And it's a no-go. It's not, it's like, it's somebody who's really trying too hard and they're in it for the money and they're not, you know, they're not in it for the mission. And I hate to say talking about building brand, but for us, that's off brand. That's not the people we want to speak with. Um, we're trying to not be like that. We're trying to be, you know, not yucky and not not what people think of as influenced marketing. But you'd be surprised who tries to sign up and like, oh me, no, it's not going to work like that. Um, and it's just not it's not okay. So, you know, we like we really like to see it as a community, um, being a part of the community. Because, um, like you said, that's what you're doing, building community. So. so. Let's turn the perspective to the customers. What kind of customers are looking for cybersecurity influencers? Um, it's actually, well, we work mostly with startups because these are people with smaller budgets and who, you know, aren't, don't want to spend $30 a click on a LinkedIn ad. But if they have, you know, something of value to say, you know, they are the ones that we can help. Um, you know, really spread the word through, you know, getting their, just basically getting their thought leadership content in front of the eyes of the influencers. Um, but we've actually found larger companies, they don't need that kind of service. They've got all the budget to like splash themselves left and right. Um, but I think at the end of the day, as the world becomes less um, tolerant of traditional marketing practices, you know, um, I, I, I don't want to name names, company. But every time I go to CNN.com, I actually get the cybersecurity company that takes up half the page is following me around the internet, you know, and it's a turnoff. It's like, stop, stop stalking me. <laughs> um, and I think as people get less tolerant of that kind of marketing, and I think we are as a society, um, you know, they're going to have to realize that you're going to have to prove your value to the community. And by community, yes, I mean, influencers, but You know, that's just the intermediary. So the people who are trusted by all of the cybersecurity students and all their peers and all of that, those are going to be the, that's going to be the marketing, quote unquote, marketing channel, because you don't, you know, you don't want to be seen as creepy or sleazy or, you know, it's, it's going to have to do that. And that's going to have to push these companies. Sorry, this is a bit of my passion. These companies to produce better content you know thoughtful things not just um you know our our product's so great it's it's going to stop russia from targeting the ukraine right um I'm, i'm waiting for those blog posts i'm looking for them tomorrow um <laughs> like i'm already anticipating finding that um you know so that's actually where influencers are great because they're actually the voice um to me they're a feedback machine for for companies i'll say if they don't share it that's your feedback You need better stuff. <laughs> They don't like you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, Tyler, by, by the way, I, I mean, I have a startup. For everybody out there, I have a startup in cybersecurity. So, Tyler, if I want to engage with you as a startup, so what is your criteria uh, to work with me? 
Well, I am working with you. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> so you passed. <laughs> no, but to be honest, like, okay, if I'm a start, okay, if I would be another startup, <laughs> another person, <laughs> I say, well, I have this super cybersecurity startup and we can whatever solve this super important problem. And look, Tyler, uh, can you help us to promote, to, to show the world what we are doing? So what is your criteria to say, well, you work with such a company or, or people? So how does it work? Well, for, for me, it's, it's, I don't just see it as a client. Like also what I, I do a lot of keynote presentations too. And when I have an engagement, I don't just see it as kind of a, a speak and run. Like this is a partnership. And even if it's just a very short partnership, it's a short campaign. Um, you know, I want to make sure that I get the client's needs so that I can tailor what their me- what th- what the message is going to be, but also putting, you know, my own leader thought leadership into it. But, you know, so for me, it's, it's really, um, it's really finding um, that that brand or that brand. I just use the brand word. It's <laughs> it, it's, it's someone. It, it's a, a business, a company that um, that we just have a good partnership with, and where we can really fit. And um, I, you know, being able to really help escalate what they want to be seen as. Is there like? Um like a limit you have for like when you, let's say you, you were adding, you know, your thought leadership on top. Um, Do you actively promote that company or, um, you know? Yes. Okay. So, you you know, and you're, you know, do you vet the companies? Like, how do you vet them yourself to the ones you want to work with? Like if a company Um, comes to you and you're like, I don't know you, let's, well, I mean, and this goes with 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 um, speaking engagements too. Um, it's it's kind of the same thing. You 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 do your research. You know, you vet. You look at the company. You look at them on LinkedIn. You do your 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 searches. You know, unless you know the company, and right. even a lot of the startups or, or smaller businesses. I mean, I've been doing. I've been in this industry for a very long time. I know you know, who's who and, and, and what businesses and, and startups are out there. Now I can't say that for every single vertical within cybersecurity, right. but, but in, in some of them, you know, like health tech, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I know pretty well. Right. And so have you turned a company down? <clears throat> um. I mean, I, I have. Sorry if I put I, you on the spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm like on the spot. Here. I'm on the hot Sorry. seat. I'm Why really don't we curious. throw that one to to, to Mirko? Yeah, Mirko. <laughs> <laughs> so, well. Uh, no, you have to answer. Yeah, she passed. That's <sighs> it. You get you get one pass per. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand. Can you re- can you rephrase your question? Then I will try to. Like, has a company ever reached out to you and said, uh, we want to, we want you to work with us and put your name on it. And, you, you know, you've said, looked at the company and cited no. Yes. And what, like, what were your reasons for that? 
Um, there are several reasons sometimes. Uh, first of all, maybe I don't identify with the product and what, right. what is the topic. Mm. Um, it's a completely fundamental, maybe disagreement <laughs> of, <laughs> of the product, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I say clear, no. Um, secondly, it's as well a question of my own reputation. Is it something, is it a company from, let's say, from, the, from their own value perspective or from the overall brand type, a company I can go into a corporation, and I really call it corporation mm -hmm. at this time, um, without risking my own reputation? Like, is it, like, I can't, tell well this is a great product when i for example did my entire life fighting against this kind of right. <laughs> models or whatever right uh, um so of course yeah there um and now there's as well a situation like the, i'm in a lucky situation i don't need to take any company right there is no financial pressure for me to do that if i do it it's completely because I like to do that. And of course, it's nice to have to, to get money as well for it. Right, to be paid for your time. So, you know, because I'm, I'm paying for my time. But um, of course, um, I'm in the lucky position not to do, not to need to do that. It's really, uh, and I have the situation that companies who are approaching me, uh, that they need, and when I talk with them, uh, they need to convince me that it's worth to go for an engagement with them together. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, that's that's when you know you're an influencer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. but that's not a general model. We know as well, like, that there are people out there who are in, in other situations, like a situation could be that you need the money, for example. Yeah, yeah. It's not as simple. It's like, of it's course. It's not, you know, unfortunately, um, we, all, we all have to eat. Uh, but you have to be, I think you do have to be careful if something really smells bad, like long run, it's not going to be worth the money. Um, I've seen, um, again, a company that came to me looking for an influencer and I never, um, basically I said, I'll follow up. And then I followed up with, sorry, no, because I thought like, I'm not even going to insult anyone by bringing them this opportunity. Um, it just, it looked, I don't know, it looked fake. It looked, something was, you know, again, just my something own, was off. Yeah. I did my little due diligence and I just said, uh, not, no, something sketch. Um, and so I just didn't, I just didn't want to do that to anybody. I mean, I just, I only want to bring real opportunities. And I always tell the influencers, if I bring you something that's sketchy, I'm really sorry. And I want you to tell me now, <laughs> like right away. I don't want, I'm not the cybersecurity expert. I would love to be, but I'm not. And so until I am, <laughs> I want, you know, influencers to help lead the, lead the way um, in this kind of thing and not let anything, you know, dot, be a gatekeeper, honestly, even as much yeah. as possible. So. And then the, maybe there's another factor. I don't like to work with marketing agencies or something like that. If I see it's a marketing agency, <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, you see me running. <laughs> and the reason why, <laughs> uh, because... It's from my experience that there are maybe there's a problem of this industry itself to understand uh, what influence means that this is not like that we are not like Instagram 
mm-hmm. be tweeters or resenders of pre-produced messages and you can buy that uh, and you can put your KPIs, your stupid KPIs on that. Oh my God. Um, uh, no, we we have that issue. They want they they want us to can we tell the influencers what to write? Can we tell yeah, them? No, that's no, I, that's I, not I our model. That. That's not how it works. I won't you do know that. you're buying their expertise. They will choose what to write. Like and they will um and don't try to over interact with them. Leave them alone. <laughs> Give them space. Let them you know, I don't know. I swear I would never be in marketing. Here I am, but <laughs> and as well, so like, I'm doing it my way. <laughs> and, and and as well, a tip for all marketers out there: if you're listening to me, uh, um, don't try to lower my prices. <laughs> yes, because it's typical. I mean, uh, that's as well like typical because if if you if classical marketers go on their work and they will compare, for example, what they pay for an article if they ask an editor what it costs to write an mm-hmm. article, um, or they ask other freelancers what it costs to, to produce a video or whatever. This is completely different um, because you're not buying me to write an article. You're you are working with me because you want to share on my knowledge, on my reputation. Mm-hmm. You want to lift up something together with me. And the price, to be honest, is not negotiable for that. No, you have to know your value. Um, mm-hmm. I've had so many, we do, we do like also matchmaking for like webinars and things. And again, these accidental influencers and they're like, I don't know my price. Do you think 500 is good? And I'm like, you can get more. Yeah. <laughs> your 20 years of experience and you're, you're like, that's it. Why are you? I mean, sometimes what I love about the community is um, they'll be like, oh, it's a, it's a new startup, but it looks really cool. And I'll work in their budget, you know, to be kind, yeah. Which um, is okay. to, to be supportive. Exactly. But, but in but you know when these you know more established you know series b series c companies um come back to me and say that's too expensive and i'm like okay yeah <laughs> go do it yourself yeah. <laughs> not through that us. is very important anyone. you you do you have to know your value and 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 you have to you you have to stick with it yeah and people will pay for it you know um the right people will pay for it anyway you know I think it's sort of like anything in life. Like if you don't, if you don't value me, then I'm not going to, you know, learning not to chase people who don't value you or you know anything like that. It's not, it's not worth your time. You get old and grumpy and it's not worth your time. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things that, that I find interesting is that influencers will kind of fall into different categories, you know, based on the things that they like to do. Like mm-hmm. some like some like to write a lot, some like right. to do webinars and content, um, some like to, you know, tweet or have them on like their show or something, a sponsored show, something along those lines. So there's so many different methods. Mm-hmm. Th- those are just a few that I've named. So, y- you know, I think that that's kind of kind of. Uh, a cool yeah, no, thing. that's that's what's, you know, also interesting is, you know, we we built this platform and it was just for you know sharing um thought leadership content from that was the original product um again that's what maybe i'm showing my marketing naivete when i got into that as the product manager um but people started asking for those other things 
or I saw the opportunity for it, I thought, well, they're not putting out a lot of content. I have a network of people who I know like to publish LinkedIn articles. Let me, you know, connect and do that. And it was like, I just realized, slowly realized, you know, and built up our services that way, just, you know, just through observing what people like to do. And you'll get people on the call and they're like, I, I don't do video, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's fine. You know, that's totally fine. You, you, your voice, you know, is when you're comfortable is when you're going to, you're going to be the, the best. And so, yeah, some, some like to white, just write white papers all day long. Like God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a need for that. It works you know, and, and, and even then it's the same, Uh, you know, they're, they're picky about the company, all the things, you know, make sure. And, um, and, you know, a company, oh my gosh, company had like a budget of like 800 for a white paper. That's what they wanted to spend. And it wasn't, it wasn't a small company. And I just thought, do do you hear yourself? (laughs) Like, I don't know, this is not your blogger from, you know, Fiverr. This is not, it's not, no. Even like, even your blogger from Fiverr cannot turn out that many pages that cheap. It was just insanity. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, 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 I'm interested in, in, in the answer to this. Um, have, have you, did you notice a shift in companies moving into influencer marketing more so um, after COVID? Then before, did, did it shift the playing yeah, field? I think it did significantly. I think it did too, right? Because everything went, everything went online, and that didn't just mean oh, you need more online ads. It was like, how do we? Since we can't show up to a booth, we can't show up to do this, right? It just everyone began to leverage that a little more. Um, there was a fear. Like, we were just getting started when COVID happened. It was a fear, like oh, this is the end of the world the end of the the idea the end of the dream and it's been absolutely the opposite um and i think more and more people socialize on linkedin now than they did you know three years ago so again just becoming influencers consuming on linkedin right and on and on twitter and um so the potential even um to influence grew and um slowly the it, it became the idea that you could influence market not just you know, um, you know, consumer products, but um, your ideas and solutions and a B2B thing, it, it evolved. And it's, you know, like I said, we're still trying to bridge that dis- dis- uh, dis- dis- dissonance. <laughs> Thank you. My gosh, that's part real. <laughs> but anyway, between the, the, I, the perception of like influencer mar- marketing and then the reality when you're trying to do it like in b2b and especially cybersecurity, right so that these marketers they're coming maybe even not from cybersecurity marketing originally so they come in and they've got this great idea they're going to get mirko and he's going to post every day something at a different time zone and say you know i you know i don't i don't want to name companies and make them sound bad but <laughs> companies great <laughs> By the way, have you heard from Reval Ransomware? It's the most <laughs> ransomware in the world. <laughs> Try them now for free. Free. <laughs> um, one thing which drives me a little bit mad is how to measure success. Like, if you go for working with an influencer, of course, I'm always asked, like, what are the right KPIs? So what do you think? 
How can you measure this was a successful corporation? Well, let's say it was something like a webinar, right? Obviously, if that person brought in signups, um, you can measure it. Um, but then some, but it's all subjective, right? Like we had someone who had, but their fan base was mostly students. So then the company is like, well, got all these like newbies, you know, signing up for my thing. It's not what I wanted. And I'm like, hey, there'll be somebody someday, darn it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't be so picky. Um, but so that's, you know, one KPI. I mean, it is legit. Obviously you did pay for their fans to show up and their friends and their, um, but in like our, um, our platform just measures clicks. Let's, you know, we're not scraping data from anywhere. It's just if someone clicked on an article, that's it. Um, but we do get a closer look. And um, one of the things I find really interesting is um, like what I call the micro-influencer, which is, I think, again, and I probably not just cybersecurity, but it's very community-based. So if the community gets too big, the engagement goes way down. And when the community is like five to 15,000 followers, we actually see the most like the most comments, the most likes and the most click, like that's the top, our top performing influencers are there. Um, and they, they just have these, this very tiny community and it's, it's a very quality community. It's not like I just wanted to have the most followers kind of thing. Um, and so it's, it's, that kind of KPI to me is interesting. Um, but the sad part is when I say that to marketers, they're less interested. Usually they're like, but, you know, they want all those vanity metrics and all of that. And I'm like, but did you see the, did you see the comments? Everyone said it was great. And they're like, well, I can't, I can't take that to the board meeting, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, there's that quality there, right? Like if people are actually saying, well, that was a useful article. Thanks for sharing. Right. That's, yeah. that's not a tangible, like, uh, it's not something we're tracking, but it's, it's very, very valuable. Um, and I think it's more valuable than any vanity metric you're going to get. So, yep. That's my micro-influencer rant. Do you want the little guys? <laughs> no, I agree. It's, I mean, even like that maybe, I don't know, Tyler, uh, we are maybe getting out of scope of micro being micro-influencers. But, <clears throat> however, um, I'm looking at, well, like, yeah. up to 50 is good. I find over 50, it starts to really. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, of course, when I look into my audience and people uh, who are following me or where I'm engaged, of course, I'm always looking for how do they engage with me? Uh, I mean, the, the, the topics where I have long discussions mm -hmm. are the topics I like most. It's because you have something controversial, for example, people... Yeah people are discussing about that topic. There are different views on it and, and, and whatever. I mean, it means that people are investing time right. on the interaction. And to me, that's the most important measurement. They are investing their own personal time on commenting or going through the discussion and stuff like that. Definitely. And I think actually, if just tip for those would-be influencers out there, um, it's very important that you don't, that you interact back, you know, it has to be a conversation or your followers will, you know, 
the, I think they'll stop commenting or, you know, that it's, and maybe that's the algorithm also playing on into that. But I think the real people like when you answer, you know, their comments, you reply, it's a discussion. Um, I think that's what, you know, LinkedIn and things are for. And, um, you know, people get a little scared maybe to be controversial sometimes, but that's the, you know, I think that's where the beef is at, you know, as far as I mean, <laughs> we're all just sanitized all the time. Like the discussion ones that we were having earlier, you know, if you post them, they're going to be conversation starters. We're, you know, talking about the current affairs. People have a position they have, yep. a, you know, um, and being an influencer can be dangerous because some people, I think, get really afraid to take a take a position because they don't want to alienate anybody. But I think the bet, you know, that's not effective. Influ- that's not really influencing them. You know, if you're if you really have a thought, put it out there and stand by it and have that discussion. I mean, well, that's great because sometimes I've really strong. I have a position. But to be honest, um, if you have good arguments, I have also the willingness to say, well, mm-hmm. uh, you're right. Or sometimes it's, I mean, on many things, yeah. it's not black and white. Right. It's point. like, but you can say, I see your point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think I actually started following you after seeing something someone commented. And then I was like, I need to disagree with that. And then. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I got a like from you, but <laughs> oh, I would have given you a like. No, 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 no. It, it doesn't mean like sometimes really I don't give a like because I don't really like, like it. That's yeah, okay. But that's okay. But, but like, I give a comment maybe. And I say, well, out there. Yeah, yeah. And the comment is, to be honest, more worth than, than the, the like. like. Yeah. If I actually like what you say and don't comment back, it probably means I didn't like it that much. <laughs> is, is that how it's perceived? Seriously? Like if you don't make it, if you don't make a comment, but you just like it, is it perceived? How, how the is passive that? aggressiveness of social media? I mean, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sometimes you just don't have time to to write in a comment. Well, and sometimes it's like, okay, we've, you know, we've talked that through, and we're we've ended that threat, you know, thread. So I'm gonna, you know, thumb up it and move on. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just me making peace me saying I'm agreeing to disagree and I'm out of energy. (laughs) Um, Which is a good point. And if you get a meme, it's the masterclass. Oh yeah. No, it's amazing how we have so many realms of expression um, online. And I think, uh, you know, between emojis and memes <laughs> and gifts, you know, I leverage all of that because I, you know, I don't know if it's coming through now, but like, I, I'm a pretty animated person. Like I'm pretty colorful in my speech. And so to be limited, to have that extra value, you know, able to kind of put my flair on it or express myself a little fuller than just 140 characters. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, I think it's really important. That, that's my authentic voice is gifts, you know. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, just one question because of the cybersecurity community, because you're focused mm-hmm. on the cybersecurity community. And to me, like being a long time in this community, to me, it's uh, from the social uh, perspective, often, let's say, a white, male, rather rude speaking community. So if you go to the mailing lists, uh, there are terrible con- conversations on the on on mailing lists in, in because it's super rude, um, not very pleasant. So, is this changing? You, you mean rude as in like um, 
maybe like not politically correct or you know yeah really like to say you're so stupid (laughs) yeah yeah that kind yeah okay that kind of stuff yeah Uh, you know people are having to learn how to behave now that everything can be public right but um <laughs> I'm not sure people are entirely learning how to behave. <laughs> no, but I think our standards I, also of what is good yeah. behavior has gone up, right? So, you know, what was acceptable, you know, 20 years I, ago is definitely not. I, I I have actually noticed um that people people are um getting more into battles than they were, mm-hmm. you know, two years ago. Okay. And, um, and, and would you say so like on example, LinkedIn? Yeah. Yes. On LinkedIn, on Twitter, you know, no. Hey, that, that it's always that been a battleground. <laughs> yeah. But, but LinkedIn's not really a battleground. I mean, just, just the other day I shared someone's post and um, someone commented very rudely to the author, the author responded and they kind of got into this, this, whole not very nice um debate (laughs) and i'm just like are they really fighting over this (laughs) oh gosh you know but i i I did try to give someone uh a while back like uh like um just a very small i was like i love everything you wrote if you change this one line and it got real nasty real fast and I was, it was basically who the you and you know, i was like you're not being fair to me and i was like what, what, what? where did they you know maybe it's just the online thing everyone feels you know they don't read your tone or uh, i don't know but it's not it was it wasn't i was trying to be like professional feedback um and i was like i guess i, mean, I should have i thought well if i maybe i should have dm'd that and that but it was so minor like one thing it was like, it's really one thing. I thought maybe I should deem that. But then I realized that person probably responded that way in DMs too. Like they're feeling attacked and, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know. It can get ugly. And, you know, there's that whole LinkedIn, you know, everybody's saying, it's not Facebook. <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> if you, yeah. if you interact with your customers, are they afraid of this professional influencer stuff that this could be go into a completely wrong direction um you know they should be and they're not that's the best part they all really drank their own kool-aid they're like no as soon as people see our blog they're gonna love it and then and then i'm like i see you know the influencer starts a conversation and somebody disagrees with their uh, their thoughts on zero trust and all of a sudden it's like you know, that little back and forth, that fighting. And I'm like, oh, I hope they don't see this post. <laughs> you know? But they're not, surprisingly, they never ask that. Like, is, um, you know, but what if they say something bad? Like, no, some people are going to, not everyone's going to love your, yeah. your product. Or you your... say it's interaction, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, all attention is good attention, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're just boosting the, the post in the algorithm. <laughs> there you go. That's my comeback if that ever, if that comes up. And it will come up, but yeah, it's just amazing how the confidence these companies have in their, their content and their marketing. (laughs) Someone's got to save them from themselves. And that's, that's where the, you know, influencers come in. Like I was saying, you know, their feedback 
they don't like your stuff. They're not cybersecurity people in my thing. They're not going to share anything they don't believe in that they don't like. And that's your feedback. They don't, they don't like you. Sorry. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, 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 feel, yeah. I, I feel like we could just continue this forever. I think we should bring her back for a second episode. I'm serious. Oh, we, no, to be honest, we should. We yes. must. We do. For the Ukrainian episode. Let's start. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just laughed because that is probably. No, this, is, this is a super. I mean, at the point we are recording now, we are in the middle of the beginning yeah. of the storm of the Ukraine storm, Russian storm, yes. which is a big conflict. And as well, Maybe a topic we have to talk about cybersecurity as well because we have seen cyber warfare. Yes. Yeah, I think it's like you guys have to have to cover that. It's you know the potential, and I mean everyone's kind of chatting about it, but I don't think. Then we have to talk about influence and disinformation yeah. as well. There's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Of see the whole. It's super. Well, you know we we've got well you know. Not a topic, but we have to talk about it. By that, yeah. um, I think it was a great conversation, y'all. And yeah. to the Thank listeners you. out there, we if you want to get in touch with you, we have all the information in the show notes and the links, so you can uh, just have a look what y'all is doing. And Thank by you. that, thank you very much for listening and for joining and for your time to everybody out there. And if you like the post cast give us a rate give us a comment interaction is the most important thing we have learned engagement how is our brand engagement <laughs> thank you very much thank you follow us at hackwork.io 